Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at the Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the True Story FM Entertainment Podcast Network. And I'm Pete Wright, and welcome to Screw Time with Renner. <laughs> little, that's a little different sort of a Disney show than what he has going on right now. <laughs> Uh, today we're talking about Minute 135, which begins with an anti-armor missile in Iron Man's gauntlet and ends with a hole in Iron Man's chest. Back on the show from way back at the start of the movie, Tommy Metz the third. Hello, Tommy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's crazy that you're still talking about this. <laughs> I did a quick look up of like, okay, so what was this movie again? And I was like, wait. I talked about that scene. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so long ago, but it's the same oh. movie. That's really fun to sort of bookend it because I showed up when yeah. uh, what's-his-name was throwing things around and touching yeah. things with his weird acts and stuff like that. And now it's <laughs> at the end and we get to see who made up all of those fake things. <laughs> so who it's very made exciting. up all those fake things? That's right. All right. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be back. Oh, well, this is fun. We always love talking credits with you because <laughs> it's the the epitome of insanity. You're you're kind of the credits guy because you're, you're the only person who actually wants to talk about credits with us, really. 100%. <laughs> yeah. The credits right. are the one part that I understand fully what is going on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the names start at the bottom and then they go up toward the top. Yeah. That's pretty much what you get. Yep. Well, we are actually in the middle of our special credits, which was dubbed by the Dorowski's kids, uh, if, as we learned from the last episode. And so we're still in the middle of these. We're starting off, uh, we're looking at the anti-armor missile in Tony's right gauntlet, and we get our casting directors, Sarah Halley Finn, CSA, Randy Hiller, CSA. Casting. Um, well, let's, uh, I guess... Do we want to go through the names? Do we want to go through the art? Do we want to just kind of like talk all of it as we go? Let's do the art first and then the names. Okay. All right. So we're going to do the art first and then the names. Um, we learned in yesterday's minute that the scattering of of art that connects to each of our heroes seemed to be pretty random up to this point. Um, well, and even casting necessarily isn't as... Uh, it, could be random but starting right after that with our actors we get our lead actors it's pretty tied in specifically with each of the six of our heroes once then we get to tom hiddleston then it kind of goes uh, everything goes to pot again <laughs> yeah and then uh and then samuel jackson he gets a gun so um uh, in the scope of you know what we're calling these special credits tommy i mean do you like having some credits like this as opposed to just the scroll i love it and one of the things that I love the most about these is the attention to that they're all, all the equipment and everything is beat up, that it's post fight because it's post movie. So I think that's really neat. Like the blood, uh, Pete mentioned when we were off camera, the blood on the, ha on Thor's hammer. Um, there's just holes all over Iron Man's doodah. Um, even Nick Fury's, um, holster is like a little scuff. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like the blood especially because this is not a movie that that shows a lot of blood. Right. And the the fact that we actually see it's it's a bit of a grotesque uh seeing that close up of Thor's hammer with blood on it. Like like wh where's the brain matter then? I well, here's my concern about that though. Whose blood is that? Because right. the Chitari, the Leviathan, their blood we never really see but presumably because they're aliens as we've learned in many movies, it's not red blood. So is that oh, I didn't even one of that. one of our humans? Whose blood is that? Yeah. Maybe sauce when he <laughs> it's it was actually he spilled some of his sauce at the shawarma like, palace shawarma yeah. sauce yeah uh I always have this, I, I have this lingering kind of anxiety when he's standing in the middle of a, a field and calls Mjolnir to him, like reaches out his hand. What does Mjolnir have to plow through? To right. Get is it like turning Thor? corners or is it just like beeline? Or is it just going through <laughs> stuff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Straight, straight maybe as the just, hammer flies. Yeah. Right. Straight as the hammer flies. <laughs> maybe it's just a casualty in the hammer call. Oh, that's awful. Ugh. 
Yeah, that it's awful. Terrible. That sounds like something from the boys. So some random person in New Jersey who, right. <laughs> or maybe on the, maybe <laughs> somebody from the, the helicarrier when he called it, uh, when he was uh, battling with Hulk. Maybe this yes. is, maybe this is Marge, the, the lunch lady, the shield lunch lady. <laughs> and it's her blood that, uh, yeah. that oh, tragedy, the tragic story of shield employee Marge. <laughs> marked here in our credits we need a short i call for a short (laughs) yes come on one shots i did laugh during these though because it's all like yep perfect yep perfect yep perfect hulk is broken eyeglasses (laughs) that's a little like oh of course all right the 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 entire arc of bruce banner's vision (laughs) well it looks like there's purple pants lying on the desk behind him which again maybe speaks to him being being naked oh i didn't notice okay yeah nude nude hulk somewhere and so we get hulk on a screen we get hulk's hand tommy do you have any insight into how how they might have decided the order in which to present these comic heroes and assign the names to them as a filmmaker yourself. Wait, what is the question? <laughs> I got confused. You mean the order of how because to put the, them in the credit? Yeah, how to or? how to put the both the the how to assign the names of the people to the characters that they present. Uh, we have some ideas we've hashed about, and I'm curious what your take is. And just to clarify, I think the question largely isn't relating to our six main actors. It's probably to anyone else who who has one of their accoutrements yeah. that isn't them, i.e. why do the casting directors connect to Iron Man's arm? Oh, I love it when movies do that when you try to make it like whenever uh the in the it's usually in opening credits whenever it's like music the music supervisor and there'll be like a little ding 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 or you like that like there's always i always try to see like did they pair up a special shot with the director of photography things like that yeah like the credits and amelie is one that i i go to that had a lot of that a lot of those things Um, i don't know if that's one that you think of I didn't notice, I mean, this seems like mostly people's names, but casting and arms, like you're arming the movie <laughs> with, pe- with people. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, the, the, this was that our, our, we were speculating that it was that somebody sent around the like contractually obligated list of names in a Google Doc <laughs> and everybody got to pick which character they want to be associated with. And that is where we landed on having so much Captain America interspersed with weird belt buckle from, you know, uh, Black Widow to like it's just sort of nonsense presentation of the actual characters. And it continues in this minute, like just a random smattering of things surrounding Iron Man stuff. And uh, so I'm so curious how those decisions were made, like how they end up deciding where, like, did they let people pick? Did they let, like, how did they actually decide? That's like something we cannot answer. I don't know who would be able to answer it. Uh, it, It is like the filmmaking arcana and it just, it's it stymies me it also is weirdly heavy on cap because if we start back from yesterday's it goes cap cap black widow cap 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 thor hawkeye 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 iron man and iron man and then and then we get back to iron man which is at the start of this minute and then we have the six that tie into each of the characters. And then as soon as we get to Tom Hiddleston, it's Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Then we go to the computer monitor showing Hulk and then Thor, Samuel or Nick Fury, and then back to Iron Man. Is it possible that a lot of some of the characters just don't have enough signifiers? Like Captain America has the suit and the shield, and you can do that a bunch of things. I mean, everyone else just seems to sort of be like you can't show a cape and be like, "Oh, great, Thor's here." He's just Tom, his hammer. They showed, they showed Captain America's collar. Man. They did, like, yeah, they, the, they have the inside strap on his shield. <laughs> what if there was just like an eye patch on the floor? I love your your like. <laughs> for Nick Fury. <laughs> I love that you're benefit of the doubting these people, but this is bananas the way these things are presented. It is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it is a really strange set. Um but I mean of the ones that we have here, I mean are there any that stand out like, "Oh, I really liked that detail that we're looking at here." I just really loved how 
not overly, but scraped up things are. Like all of these things have been put through the ringer, and I really like that. I know I'm just repeating myself, but that's what I remember the most is like paint is scraped off things. Uh, things have been put through a battle, which is neat. I love two things. The first is the very first shot of the minute where we get the the run up Iron Man's arm and see the tiny missile in his forearm. Oh, yeah. That expanded view. I'm I'm just such a sucker for these designs on Iron Man's suit in particular. I think they're really fantastic. And then jumping forward from Bloody Mjolnir, we have the lightning transition to Black Widow's bite. I think that's really cool. I like that a lot. Like that that run up the up the lightning to her fist is is very cool. Um, I, I actually really like this whole minute better than yesterday because I'm not such a sucker for close ups on Cap's suit. But taking us into the the workings of um, Hawkeye's uh, arrows, the screw tips and his all that, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, his quiver quiver is the word. Yeah, I think that is uh, also really neat looking i think it's just great and um i i wish we had a little bit more of uh of hulk uh because uh, i don't know there it just seems like they short shrift hulk by putting him on the screen just as a fist when like the lines and the musculature of the hulk body is so cool like veins popping out of his neck close up might have been interesting like i think they could have done more with hulk than what they did but are we seeing any other because i haven't been here for the you know pre-135 do they show people's skin no, or is this they, so this is all just the armor this is all it's just all the outfits except so hulk, maybe that's, and we do get skin on his hand we get like i okay. mean that's the that's all we have Got it. Well, okay. which is very purposefully on a screen. Again, they're not actually they're not showing us any people at all. Even when they showed us Captain America's mask yesterday, it was a mask with no face in it. It was just like sitting there. So yeah, it's very purposefully, you know, removing the people entirely, which I guess which makes it makes hard it hard. To do like Hulk. if that's their decision to do that, like yeah, then maybe they should have come up with a different idea because then you're automatically re- reducing Hulk to pants. Broken glasses again for whatever reason. That would have been awesome, though. Is just a close up on hollow pants, like in action. <laughs> like just take the body out. It's like there's a a stretched button, like just bursting at the seam, like ghost pants. Yeah, ghost pants. That's what we needed. The other thing, like from the ghost, from ghost pants, from Hulk, we go into the shoulder. I don't know what you even call it. Like, is it an epaulette at that point? Like the big sphere on uh, that holds. Thor's, yeah, the, I the, think that's the, Thor's. I think cape. they just call it like the discs on his armor. Yeah, I think the detail on those discs is really cool because it actually looks like the writing, the Asgardian writing, is is etched in by hand. Uh, it, it's so to your point. I mean, it's so scratched up and like battle worn, but also the writing looks like it's. It just makes it look more weirdly authentic to me. I think that's really fun. I, I really love, I actually do really love these minutes, as fun as they are to make fun of. Like, uh, the detail on these, all of these models is is great. It's, I mean, it, it is really fun, and it does go through each of the six primary actors, uh, you know, getting them in order. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner. I'm sure there was some contractual order with that. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. seems to pretty much be the first throughout the MCU, I think, probably... As the person who, you know, essentially kind of kicked it off with Iron Man, I think somehow he's managed to kind of get himself in there. And probably good agents. That always helps. <laughs> and then Tom Hiddleston gets a screen by himself. And then we start getting a couple of our others like Clark Gregg and Kobe Smulders on a screen together. Jenny Agater, uh, which was interesting to me that she popped up with Jersey Skolomowski on their own screen. And then we get the with with Stellan Skarsgård and the and. Samuel L. Jackson, right, and then we go into kind of the studio stuff. But you wait a minute, wait a minute. I need a, I need a, I need a timeout education. Can you, can you guys tell me again contractually what is the difference between with and and? With is slightly less good. And is the best. And is generally where someone that is very big, star meter wise, is in a relatively small part compared okay. to everybody else. But that person needs to be set. Apart and so kind of ironically, I, I, it took me a long time when I was young to understand that because it seems like I would think that the last person listed would be the least special, 
but yeah, with it, it, is that correct, Andy? I didn't mean to steamroll. No, yeah. no, no, you're totally fine. I'm pretty sure that is correct. And, and with is just like slightly less special than and. Right. And you'll often have multiple withs, uh, like with so and so, with so and so, and so and so. Yeah. Do you do you ever have and and? Is there such a thing as and and? Oh, two ands. It's possible. Uh, I, I it's possible. I I'd have to go through a lot of credits and see. <laughs> would you, would you? I mean, should we should we magic. take a break? Should we just Maybe start we doing that right now? Should yeah. we just go watch a bunch of credits? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen an and and. I would think that maybe that would miss the point. Yeah. And is supposed to be the big signifier of that is your big heavy hitter in a small role. Yeah. Interesting. I, I sort of bring you had an and, right? On 30 nights? Yeah. Um uh probably Fogler. Yeah, I think Fogler was the yep. end. Yep. Big biggest name, smallest role. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got it. Check. We can move on. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, anything else with the art with all this? Oh, I guess, you know, the only other thing art-wise that I was, I think we were talking about beforehand, we were a little unsure as to what we're actually looking at. After Marvel Studio Preve- Presents, then we have, in association with Paramount Pictures, it comes off of that holster, and it looks like we're looking at the arc reactor in Tony's chest, but it it it's done in a weird way where it's like, are we inside the armor looking at it? Because it doesn't look the same as the exterior because, and also then the very next shot of Marvel studios production, we're kind of, it's almost like we've come out of a hole in Tony's armor. And then in the next minute, we'll actually move around to the front and we see we're looking at the exterior of Iron Man's chest plate and we see that arc reactor. And so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a strange shot, I guess, I'm not exactly sure what it is meant to be. I think you're right, because right at that that cut from at second 53 to 54, it just feels like a weirdly positioned pullout. Like it's a cut, but you could kind of see how it would be a pullout where the reactor is over on the right of the hole when we come out of his chest, when we were kind of on top of it when we were in his chest. I think that makes the most sense. Yes. Where else would it be? I mean, the only other place it could be is like the bottom of his foot or his hand, right? It could, but it's that—that's not what those reticules look like, right? It's just weird. Like I don't ever because I mean, it's obviously at this point still in his chest. Like the actual thing is in Tony's chest, and then he wears the armor over it, and it it has that additional illumination. So here. It almost looks like it's something else that's built in. It doesn't look like this would be a pass-through for the chest to be showing. And so, I don't know. I just can't figure out what it is. It's it's such a strange little piece to have included here. Yeah. It's, it, it's, if, it's, if it's internal, it's like this is the only time we're actually jumping into anything that's inside something. So, it's a good point. And and when we pull out, it feels like there's way too much space in his chest cavity that should yeah. be filled with wires and crap, right? Like, <laughs> right. like use all the space, Marie Kondo. Right. This is the <laughs> this is the robust chest for Iron Woman. <laughs> oh, perhaps. That's what it is. No, that's a good point. You're right. Uh, so weird. Okay. All right. Okay, we've got our names, so let's kind of talk through the people here. First, I, I had a little note about our two casting directors, Sarah Hallie Finn, Randy Hitler, who have been doing this for quite some time. Because of the work that they've been putting in with the Casting Society of America, that's the little CSA, I thought, you know, it might be interesting to look at how many times they've been nominated by the Casting Society of America for various awards. And it's a lot. It is. I didn't know that they gave awards for that. Well, the casting because very yeah. I mean, famously, they don't have an Oscar nomination, and casting people are always pissed off by that. The Oscar doesn't. The SAG awards do. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Although I don't know if the casting director accepts that. I know it's like for the best cast, but I'm not. Usually, it's like the whole cast goes up. It's like best ensemble or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the yeah. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Regardless, um, Sarah Halley Finn has been nominated 24 times at the CSA Awards and has won six times. Um, I'm just going to, I can't imagine you are that familiar with any of them, but her first nomination came Basting, Best Casting for Feature Film Drama in 2002 for the film Life is a House. Oh, okay. Kevin Klein. Which uh, she shared with 
Yeah, right. Kevin Klein and Hayden uh, Christensen. Uh, Hayden Christensen and uh, purple hair shared with Randy Hiller in that particular case, and has been nominated all the way up. Most recently, uh, just this past award season for Everything Ever All at Once, where she won the award, the Zeitgeist Award, which is one of the their, their awards are called the Ardios Awards. Which uh, Ardios is ancient Greek. It means perfectly fitted because the cast perfectly oh. fits the film. Cool. Um, she, but they also have a Zeitgeist Award, which I couldn't find like kind of their explanation of it anywhere. But my assumption is based on Zeitgeist that it kind of it's a cast that fits the times. I mean, that's kind of my best guess. Um, she won the Zeitgeist Award just this past year for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and was nominated for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, so uh, for the Ardios Award. Other wins that she's had over her career, uh, everybody's favorite 2005 Academy Award winner, Best Feature Film Casting Drama for Crash. <laughs> That's just because everybody was in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> everybody was in it, exactly. The Can't um, Lose it, movie. Uh, 2018, she won for Outstanding Achievement in Casting for a Studio or Independent Feature Drama, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm. Uh, she won the Zeitgeist Award again in 2019 for Black Panther. She won the Outstanding Achievement in Casting for an animation feature for the live action slash animated. It's not even live action, but The Lion King. I don't know what you oh. call that silly thing. Uh, she won the Zeitgeist Award in 2022 for Spider-Man No Way Home. And then, as I already said, everything everywhere all at once. So very, yeah, very strong lineup of her films. As for Randy Hiller, uh, not quite as many. She's had 18 nominations with three wins. Um, one of those she shared in, uh, as I said, the or the nomination she shared with um, uh, Sarah in Life as a House. But she's been working. Uh, her first nomination was back in 1999, Best Casting for a Feature Film Independent. Anyone remember this movie? Clay Pigeons. Wait, I know that movie. <gasps> no. Is that an Owen? One of the brothers is in there. Oh, wait, no, Clay Pigeons. I saw that. What is it? Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Just screaming. <laughs> yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, Vince Vaughn, Janine Garofalo. After hearing that his wife sleeps with Clay, Earl kills himself, making it look like Clay shot him. The widow doesn't like it when Clay starts seeing another woman. Instead, bodies start piling up. That I haven't sounds seen like, that movie. <laughs> that sounds I, like something I'd be really into. Yeah. I know I saw that in theaters, but I would not what? have remembered that that's what it was about. Yeah. It, it, the whole vibe of that description reminds me of The Last Supper, which I loved so much. Like, oh, I love The Last like Supper. That's yeah. the kind of caliber movie that we're watching. So, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, nominated right there. Um, the next uh, award, or the first award she won for was 2000, uh, 2002 Best Casting for a Feature Film Independent for In the Bedroom fantastic film oh uh, then she won the shared award uh in 2005 for crash with sarah hallie finn and last but not least i haven't heard of this it's uh well it's a short film but 2010 outstanding achievement in casting for a short film a short called telltale okay have either of you heard of that no i don't think so yeah casting josh lucas lena hetty brian cox are in it a man's newly transplanted heart leads him on a dangerous journey to find out who murdered its donor <laughs> that sounds like a fake movie that would be referenced in a movie <laughs> <laughs> what's really strange about that is it's listed as a feature film uh so i'm not exactly sure how how she won for uh, maybe she won for the original short film that they made to oh promote it or something or to, to try getting funding i don't know okay anyway those are our two casting directors both of whom have done a lot of work here in the marvel cinematic universe next up robert downey jr and for this i thought it'd be fun to actually talk about some of the awards that our our various actors have been nominated for and since they're actors i figured let's start with the screen actors guild awards robert downey jr has been nominated four times at the SAG Awards. Do either of you have any idea what he might have been nominated for? The judge. The cell cellist. 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 <laughs> the Such the strange picks for both of you. The cellist uh, judge. <laughs> uh, only you. <laughs> okay. I will tell you, two of them were from a TV show. What? Does that help at all? TV show? Robert Downey Jr. TV show. Saturday Night it, Live? It's a TV show. I, I would it's know. It's a TV show that you not only know, but that you, I know you watched. Less Than Zero, the series? Is it? 
Are you telling me that he won an award for uh, that the that legal show he was in that I liked? Are you having a hard time remembering? Yeah, he was in a legal yeah, show. I didn't take I didn't take my ginkgo biloba this morning. What do you What do you want from me? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Rizzolian <laughs> Isles, Dancing Baby. Yeah, uh, Ali 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 he was in Ally McBeal. Yeah, he was in Ally McBeal. Like as a series regular. Yeah. For a while. You're kidding me. He was in like 30 episodes, 20, 30 episodes, something like that. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, In 2001, he was nominated as part of the ensemble. Again, here we go back to the ensemble. Outstanding performance by an ensemble in a comedy series. And he won outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series that same year. I don't know why that particular year. So I just don't remember that because he wasn't mega superstar Robert Downey Jr. yet. This was kind of before that point wow. where uh, he kind of had that show. This actually was kind of at that point when he was kind of flailing to get work. And so he's right. doing whatever. Okay. Because yeah. people wouldn't bond him, right? He yeah, couldn't get right, insurance. Right. Okay. Wow. Because I think TV it's was easier. Hard to remember. I mean, you're literally reminding me, but it's hard to remember when he wasn't just the biggest star on the planet. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, did you That's hear that cool. thing recently about um, what he just said about um, the two movies that are the most the most influential that he's made or something like that? No. He said the was two... The Judge this was, and the Chalice? <laughs> the Judge and the Chalice. Was it Clay Pigeons? <laughs> <laughs> this was... Um, he just... Um, it was an interview that he just did in... Uh, in relation to Oppenheimer coming out hmm. and kind of his career and everything, he said the two most important films for him were uh, The Shaggy Dog, because that was something, gosh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but something about The Shaggy Dog, like the timing of that uh, was basically the thing that helped him kind of get out of his funk and realize that he needs to make changes in his life. Wow. And then the other one was the most recent uh, Dr. Doolittle that he was in. Um, oh, and he's, because he said um, that was the hardest film. Uh, it was such a mess. And he said his wife, uh, who is, I think, one of the producers on it, like spent a ridiculous amount of time just trying to pull all the things together to try making something that had some semblance of something you'd actually want to release. He said it was so hard to make, but he gave her so much credit for being able to do anything with that mess. Wow, that's fascinating. Those are his yeah. two. Has he seen his movies? <laughs> I'm not saying that he thinks they're great movies. I'm just saying for him. <laughs> I see, but they're the most transformative yeah, or like, the most. Yeah, 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 yeah. pivotal. Exactly. So. Okay. Okay, so what was the other TV show? It was two nominations for one TV show. Oh, two not. Yeah. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. All right. The other All two right. nominations, uh, one was a 2006 film. It was the cast, and he was a, a supporting player in it. It was Good Night and Good Luck. He was in oh, that one. Sure. And that was yeah. outstanding performance by cast in motion picture. Last but not least, this was after Iron Man. Uh, it was the 2009 or 2008 film, same year, Tropic Thunder, outstanding performance oh, by male actor in a supporting role. But those are both just nominations. He's only won the one, and that was for that uh, season of Ally McBeal. Got it. Uh, do you either have I, uh, either of you? What are your favorite uh, Robert Downey Jr. performances? Ooh, tough. His later performances, there, I, I just, I'm a fan, and so even when the movie doesn't totally lock uh, for me, um, I, I still find myself. He's so charismatic, like I still am really connected. I loved uh, Sherlock Holmes. I, I really oh. think his his portrayal of Sherlock Holmes is so much fun um, and so different uh, that I'm, I'm just a big, big fan of that. But I, I want to come back to only you, and do you know why? Anybody because that why? movie was great. Gosh, I forgot about that movie. Only you. But can you That's the name yeah, of it? Yeah, there's another reason. So good. There's another reason. But I don't know why. Do you do you happen to remember what his I mean, the answer is no, clearly. Do you remember what his character's name was? Is it Peter Wright? It's Peter Wright. Are you kidding? <laughs> I am not kidding. I always go back to Nicolas Cage in um Peter, Peter, Peter Wright. Moonstruck. Right, right, Peter Wright. Right, right, Peter Wright. Yeah. I totally um, borked my own line. I yeah, did, yeah. But only you, he's actually named. Oh, that's Peter so Wright. funny. I have one, and I have one more that is a guilty, guilty, guiltiest of guilty pleasures, but I'm going to say it out loud anyway. Oh, no. Air America. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Never seen it. Is that Mel Gibson? I've never seen it either. What? 
You've I've never, never seen, seen, it? seen it? I never no. watched oh, it either. Yeah. Don't. I mean, don't. But I loved that movie. I When it came out, it was all I could do. I was like, I am going to be uh, like a smuggled goods pilot. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to smuggle crap in and out of jungles because those guys are amazing. Little Pete just staring up at the screen. Popcorn going uneaten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Skittles melting in his hands. I meant to say M&M's. He's um, full of so many good movies, though. My two, and I think it's a tie between them, is Zodiac and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, those are both so good. And also, he's kind of like playing the exact same character in both. But that's, but that's the very Robert Downey Jr. of the juniors. So I, I love both of those movies very, very much. Chaplin. I mean, Chaplin, too. I thought he was Chaplin was great. That was a wonderful film. I'm going to throw a three out that uh, early in his career that always just kind of stand out as ones that I really enjoyed. I'd love to revisit them, but I just enjoyed so much. Chances are that was the one where he's the reincarnated husband, I believe, of uh, Sybil Shepard. Okay. And uh, it worked really well. I really like that. Soap Dish, which is just oh, yeah. endlessly funny. Yeah. That one I just love. And last but not least, Heart and Souls, which uh, was just a wonderful, wonderful uh, film about this guy who has to help these ghosts fulfill their missions so they can go back to heaven. I, I, that, it's fantastic. I, I just, there's one that just jumped out at me that I've never seen, and I want to know if you guys have seen it, which is 1970 film Pound. <laughs> Uh, was he a little baby in that one? He wrote he wrote and directed it as sure? Bob Downey. I, I think his uh, son did, or his father that, did. Was that him? Oh, yes, that's you're his... right. It was Robert Downey. Robert Downey Senior yeah. wrote and directed it, and he was puppy, puppy. So, Robert so Downey he was Junior. Bound puppy. Have you seen the pictures of him in that one? He's a little boy. He's a little He's baby. A teeny, He's he cute. looks like a young Peter Wright. Is he looks he maybe like. three or four. Super cute. Super cute. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen it. Have you seen it? I've never seen any of his father's uh, films. Yeah. It's a 5.9. Ooh, the poster is gross. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Robert Downey Jr. Next up in our credits, we have Chris Evans. Uh, he has not had any Screen Actor Guild nominations, sadly. So we're going to look at something more important. We're going to look at the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> He is a, uh, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten time Kids' Choice Award. Wow. Wow. Yes. I remember first noticing him really in Not Another Teen Movie. And did you see that? Or oh, did yeah. you just? It's okay. funny. It's, it's legitimately funny. And there's a lot of really good people in it. It's not, it's before parody movies became the horrible hack job that they are now. I think it's really good. Wow. He plays like the lead hunk. And he's also in, oh man, date. It's an old board game that my friend Nikki and I used to play. Like as a joke, she found it in her basement. And you're trying, it's like um, you're trying to figure out who to date. And it's all these boys, like teenage boys. And you're like, no one with this color shirt, no one with this color thing. And you're putting things down. And he was one of the cards in it. Is that interesting? Are you kidding? I'm is not this kidding. Like, That's funny. Is this like Simu Liu and everybody uh, when he came out in uh, Shang-Chi and every, everyone was sitting around his stock photo jobs? <laughs> That's what this was. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to see if I can find it. But. That's fantastic. Oh, that's so awesome. Mystery date. I found it already. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So funny. I I remember Chris Evans from the, the he was in a TV show a long time ago and the reason I remember it for two other people that he was in this TV show with it was uh what's his name from Heroes uh Milo Venta uh yep Jamelia and yeah. yeah so I like him a lot uh because I love Heroes but also the story that I just can't seem to get enough of, even though now it is way come and gone, is the sex cult story with Allison Mack and the cast of Smallville. Allison Mack was in this movie with Chris Evans and Milo Venton, or this TV show. And I can't for the life of me remember what it was called. But those are the only three people I remember, and I honestly couldn't tell you what the show was about. Uh, and I think it was probably canceled. It was 1995 or something. So this, from now on, this whole podcast should just be us Kind of, sort of remembering, half things. remembering stuff. But that is that is the oh, there he is, Tyler from. Mr. He was Tyler, and he was a surfboarder. <laughs> yeah, he was. Was it opposite sex, Pete? <gasps> Andy, oh. you found it. 
You found it, you mis- miscreant. You hunted yep. it down. That's what it was. <laughs> From the annals. Uh, yeah. They were in it, right? I'm not totally making that up. Yeah, Milo Ventimiglia and uh, Allison Mack, you were correct on all counts, yeah. Okay, except for the title or the subject matter. <laughs> right, but that's Which what it is. Which do you like better, Pete? Air smuggling or sex cults? <laughs> if you had to choose. <laughs> Man, that's a real horse race, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny, so funny. Well, the Kids' Choice Awards, let me just say, for Chris Evans, uh, some of these categories are great. I mean, you know, some of them favorite male action star, favorite movie star, uh, favorite voice from an animated movie male, but also the Hashtag Squad Award he was nominated for, for Civil War, favorite frenemies, and favorite butt kicker, which is what he won for, for Captain America (laughs) Civil War. Those kids, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, next up, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, he is somebody who has had some SAG awards. Any guesses as to films that might have shown up on his uh, nominations? The kids are all right. They guess he was nominated for that one. That was his yes. first nomination, actually. Really? And he got two two nominations: one for the cast, one for his performance as a supporting player. Okay. I uh, what, was, what was the sex cult one with the priests? What? Uh, Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. The cast won. That was that was <laughs> actually maybe that's the original sex cult. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ew! What am I laughing like that for? Gross. Yeah, no, that was that was wrong. You did that wrong. Uh, but yes, that was one of his three wins. The other two, one is for a film I've never heard of. Or no, it's a TV movie or miniseries called The Normal Heart in 2015. Are you familiar with that one? Yes, it's about um, the AIDS epidemic. Ah, oh, yes, wow. you are correct. That- that sounds like a Ruffalo film. <laughs> and then the last one was the most recent uh, uh, miniseries that he just did in, uh, what was it, HBO with, with him and his, uh, where he was the twin brother. I know, I know much is true. Uh, this much is true. I know this much, this is true. That's yeah, right. That one. That was his other win. Okay. So. Ah, good old Mark Ruffalo. Any favorite performances of him? Again, Zodiac. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all the, the Now You See Me stuff, uh, I think he's really, really fun in the Now You See Me movies. I do like him in Now You See Me movies. Me I, too. And, and I famously... I always forget he's in them, because he's kind of like the cop or something. He was chasing yeah. them or something. Yeah, he's the chasing guy. But then he's... Yeah. Spoiler alert. Right. Oh, he, but he... Right. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I forgot. Spoiler yeah. alert. He's the eye. Yeah. There you go. Spoiling a yep. 15-year-old series. Yeah. Um, I uh, begin again. Huge, huge favorite. We love, love Begin Again. I still haven't seen that one. Oh, Um, my goodness. Stop. I love it so much. Um, And, yeah, I, I, you know, what don't you love of Mark Ruffalo, except Spotlight? I didn't like that very much. Yeah, that's a good one. Me too. I liked that one. I um, always go back to um, You Can Count on Me. I loved. Oh, um, yeah. He he and Laura Linney were just fantastic in that one. Brothers Uh, Bloom. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay fine <laughs> all right next up we have chris hemsworth uh again no sag awards for him but this one i thought was fitting the jupiter awards he's been nominated <laughs> twice what's that by the jupiter awards the jupiter awards are a sci-fi award it's the german annual cinema award it's their biggest audience award for cinema and tv awarded annually by cinema cinema magazine and tv Spielfilm in 11 categories starting in 1979 that's the jupiter award tommy Got it. And now you know. He's been nominated twice. Once for Avengers Age of Ultron. Once for uh, The Huntsman Winter's War. Both times as Best International Actor. Not winning either. Alas. Okay. What's What do you two think of uh, Hemsworth? Do you like him in films? Any favorites? I am on um, record of getting all of the Hemsworths confused. And not like in a cutesy <laughs> way, but like I don't know who's in Black Hat. I don't know who's in most things. I don't know who's in Extraction. Aren't those all Emsworth? They're they're they're, they're all Chris. So far, they're all, yes. all Chris's. You've picked oh, one, really? every, the same one. Yeah. Oh, okay. There are more Helmsworths. Yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the, there's the and... one that's in um that was in Robot City. What was that called? <laughs> Robot Town on HBO. <laughs> we, uh, Westworld. Westworld. That's it. Yeah. That's like the third. Which was not Chris. And there was the one who was in the um, all the Hunger Games movies. Liam Hemsworth is in the Hunger Games films. Got it. Luke 
Luke Hemsworth is the one who I always think doesn't look like uh, like he. I always forget that he's one of them, but he was the one who was in Westworld. That's, That's right. right. Okay. Yeah, and he's the one who plays actor Thor in the last two Thor films. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Which is which is fun. What a yeah. what a fun gag. So, I uh I liked um I loved him in Vacation. <laughs> yes. Vacation. Yes. He's so funny. Oh my gosh, uh, I forgot he movie. was in that one. Yeah. yeah that was that, a funny That's bit. a real standout. Um I I think uh, The Cabin in the Woods, I thought he was great in if oh he, my like gosh, un- yes. understood the assignment uh, yep. of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Good um, pull. And uh uh yeah no, well, I mean we just we just watched that Limitless series on National Geographic that was right. that was good I have seen both of the Extraction movies the second one is better than the first that's what I've heard uh, and it has a this twenty four minute oneer that's really great really well put together and so I that was fun and he is I think he's in Furiosa coming up right like I'm really intrigued oh, by wow. by that so he's also in, he's going to be playing Optimus Prime in Transformers One coming up. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. We're starting over. And he's also playing Hulk Hogan in the untitled Hulk Hogan biopic that's coming out soon. <laughs> All right. That tracks. I, can, I guess I, I can kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. I can too. I can too. There, there was a short film that he did in 2010 that I'm very curious to see because of its title. It's called Ollie Klubler Sturf versus the Nazis. Oh. Oh my. That sounds like put that at the top of the list with a I <laughs> so badly want to see that now. All right, let's keep cranking through these. Next up, Scarlett Johansson uh, has had three SAG nominations. Any idea as to what hers would be? Marriage Story. Marriage Story, yes. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. Nominee didn't uh, win. Sc- scoop. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> For okay? worst, yeah, oh, that movie. Jeez. Scoop? It was a Woody Allen movie oh. that she did uh, okay andy so famously loves it okay <laughs> lost in translation uh interestingly no huh i okay, will tell okay. you the other two were the same year as marriage story really and it's, it's one film two nominations one for the cast one for her performance in a supporting role oh uh, of course taika uh waititi uh what was that uh rabbit run, run jojo run, rabbit, rabbit. Run. yes yep that was it. That's so right. those are her three performances. Um, what do you it think really of- surprises me that we didn't that she didn't what nothing for like under your under the skin. Um, yeah, like, I think that might have like I, I would have been surprised too. A girl in, girl with a pearl earring. She was fantastic yeah. in match her? point. She was great in lost in translation. As Tommy said, like there have been so many performances that she's done that uh, really surprisingly just don't make it. Yeah, she's neat in Asteroid City. Yes, I love that movie. God, she's really yeah. good in that. I have not seen that yet. It breaks my heart. Yeah, it's I. Well, it's one that I think is divisive, but I it totally worked for me. Interesting. All right, next up, Mr. Renner. He has had four Screen Actors Guild nominations. One win, two for one film, one for cast, one for his role. I think Hurt Locker is probably up there. Right? Oh, of Her- course. Hurt Locker is the one. His oh, his role right. and the cast. So the two nominations okay. for that one did not win. The other one was just the next year supporting role. Really? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of right now are Avengers movies and tag, <laughs> which I want to win. Every tag. Week. Yep. Born Identity movies. movies, and he's yep. in Mission Impossible's. Yep. If I say it was directed by Ben Affleck, does that help? Woo! The town, the town. Outstanding yeah. by a male actor in a supporting role nominee. Absolutely fantastic performance in that. Last but not least is his win, and this is for the cast. Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture, uh, twenty thirteen film American Hustle. Oh, oh he was sure. in that. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay, it, he ended up kind of one of the actors that ended up kind of corralled with. Um, or or what? Maybe not. Was that his only time showing up in one of uh, David, uh, David Russell. o. Russell's films? I, I think can't remember so. now. That seems like a Renner thing. Like join a group or a franchise and then slowly get <laughs> moved out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the saddest legacy. <laughs> that is, is kind of sad when you put it like that. Anyway, J- uh, favorite uh, Jeremy Renner performances? Tag. Tag. That's interesting. Fun. No, yeah, I would say the fun. town. I would say the town for, for yeah. real disease. Did either of you are you fans of Wind River? I really liked that one too. 
I don't remember yes, it, but I remember liking it when it came long. out. It's yeah. not as long ago. When did that come out? Like 20, 2017. 17. Yeah. And that was who, who, what introduced us to what's her name, right? Uh, I don't know if it, intro, it, it introduced us. Um, I thought that was like her first thing. What am no, I trying to say? I think what? Marthy Marcy May Marlene might have been closer ah, to like the yes. beginning of her. Got yeah, it. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's been in tons of stuff. Like he was in Arrival. He was fantastic in that. Oh, I loved him. Uh, I loved him in that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, you know, I, I just, he's one of those actors who I think just pops up in stuff that genuine, I genuinely enjoy uh, seeing him in. So that's a really good point. Like he's one of those actors. I'm, I find him hugely charismatic. Like I think about the things that I watch him in. I, I like all of them mm-hmm. and I totally trust the movie when I see his name in it. Like mm. that, that feels like high praise that yeah. I can offer. Like he's, I trust the choices he, he makes. Yeah. I think that's fair. That definitely feels like the sort of person who just picks good things. All right. Uh, from here, those are our six. And now we're just kind of getting into the rest of them. Tom Hiddleston, of course, has been in a lot of great stuff. Uh, do either of you have any uh, favorite Tom Hiddleston performances? Uh, well, uh, Loki, of course, the show I'm, I am a big fan of. Um, I think he's like, it feels like Marvel has totally taken over his stuff i don't and i never watched the night manager that was him right did you see that one well that's what i was about to say that the one thing that's not marvel that i watched recently and really enjoyed you know i mean i'm a big fan of kind of john le carre stories and i I checked that one out with him and hugh laurie really interesting uh story about this uh hotel manager who gets kind of sucked into this arm deal arm dealers doings really interesting definitely worth checking out uh warhorse Oh, yeah. That was his big year that year because he did war like that. That was also the same year he did the the Woody Allen movie. Um, Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Which, was, yeah. which yeah. I really liked. Um, oh, you know, I, I, I remember the one that we, we I haven't talked about it on the show, but I do think we should. Uh, only Lovers Left Alive. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one. I heard it was good, though. Yeah. The other thing that it was brought up on I gosh, I might have going all the way back to our season talking about Thor, but he played Henry the Fifth in the Hollow Crown, that TV series, and is supposed to be really good in that too. Oh, you guys, uh, the Hank Williams one. Um, I heard that was terrible. <laughs> it is terrible, but his performance as Hank Williams, like his accent and like all of the the way he does, he just sort of embodies Hank Williams. Like it's one of those movies that is. Uh, drastically worse than the sum of its parts right <laughs> wow but you're really selling it. he's he's amazing like he's what it's one of those that you kind of watch because this guy should not be able to to do that yeah he shouldn't be able to so sound like, if you're a hank williams fan did either of you see high rise that was supposed to be a good one. Oh no that's been in my netflix queue for 900 years yeah that's so one of ben wheatley's movies that yep yeah. All right. Well, the next screen we jump to uh, Clark Gregg, Kobe Smulders sharing a screen. Uh, you know, I, I think in light of uh, everything that um, they've done for kind of the supporting roles, I mean, Clark Gregg, geez, just with everything that he had going on with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for as many years as he did. And I mean, Kobe Smulders, she's probably less known for this franchise, more for. Um, how I Met Your Mother, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that yeah. fair to say? Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was a hard thing for her to make the transition because people knew her as, like, this, uh, as the, you know, lead, romantic lead in this sitcom. And to make that transition to military action hero is, that was a hard thing to overcome, and it took a little bit to adjust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our next screen goes to Jenny Agater and Jersey Skolomowski, which it's interesting of all of the the names kind of in that upper echelon of names that these are two that ended up getting into the special credits, considering how small their roles are. Who Jenny are Jenny Agater? She is, I mean, she's a you know, fairly well-known actress who's been acting since she was a kid, uh, but she is one of the faces on the screen as one of our World Security Council members. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So it's been, I mean, she, but I mean, she was in an American world in London, you know, she was in walkabout. So she's been 
working for a long time. Yeah. And Jersey Skolomowski, he is the Russian who has um, Black Widow tied up at the beginning and um, is torturing her before she. It, you find out, oh, she actually is in charge. Right. But he was just nominated for an Oscar and, and tons of awards for the film that he just directed, EO, which was about that donkey that, where oh, it follows right. the donkey around. And so, um, yeah, it's just interesting that, you know, that's <laughs> kind of the more prominent role for his uh, for his career. But uh, certainly a lot of people recognize him here. That it is really interesting. Like he's, I, I, it makes me want to go look at more of his the films he's written and directed because, like, he just seems like such an interesting. Uh, it, it's I just love that when you get these older guys who do so much all in a row. Like, what got them right cast here? Fascinating. Yeah. Right. So interesting. And, and then we get our last two, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, who, I mean, he's just one of these actors who's just been around and is just so recognizable. He has had one SAG Award nomination for Goodwill Hunting, and that was, again, for the entire cast. And then Samuel L. Jackson, who has had one SAG Award nomination, outstanding performance for a supporting role in Pulp Fiction. Um, but yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, these two, I mean, they're kind of... At this point, they just feel kind of like uh, cinema regulars. They're just in kind of everything, both of them. Can you name all the Skarsgårds? Oh, God. Because he's the dad, right? And then you have Alexander and Bill. Is there another one? I think there's more. Gustav. Uh, Walter. I didn't even know there was a... <laughs> are there. Are they actors? Oh. Are they people we would have married into? Well, Gustav is... <laughs> Vikings, the show for many years. Um, Walter was in Lords of Chaos in 2018. Uh, there is a um, Megan Everett Skarsgård who is a screenwriter and married into the Skarsgård dynasty, um, and a Sam Skarsgård who uh, I don't know if it's it, it probably is a Skarsgård because I think they just collect Skarsgårds even if not related by blood. I'm not entirely sure about Sam. Is Stellan Skarsgård, is that like the, the Barrymore family of of Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Like, wow, they are, that is a well-spread-out family in the industry. The, the, the thing about the Skarsgårds is, like, there isn't one of them that's bad at what they do. Like, everything I see them in, it, it's just extraordinary. It and... Uh, uh, even like they, they just look good. They're barbarian, they, barbarian, barbarian. Yeah. Oh my god, barbarian for sure. Um, so, wow, yeah. Well, that is pretty much bringing us to the end of this minute. It's been a lengthy conversation about this group, <laughs> but uh, I, I, <laughs> that was one promise. Promise that the rest of these will not go as long. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, let's wrap it up today. Uh, we have another guest coming in to join us on Monday for 136. But Tommy will be back with us for minute 137. So, Tommy, looking forward to chatting with you then. Yes, can't wait. And Pete, thanks as always. Come back tomorrow when we introduce the title card for Tignataro. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Message to the World by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show. As, as we all visibly go insane. <laughs> 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 <laughs>